Welcome to episode 36 of Vipe Recruit Spotlight. I'm your host, Wack. Joining alongside with me today is Jackson. After what feels like an eternity away, Jackson, it's been a, it's been a few weeks. Uh, you know, I had a move, so the last two weeks have been kind of hectic. As you can see, here you go. Let me let me put this up on the on the screen here. Let's see. There you go. Got a new background behind me, new office, if you will. So uh, nice and moved in for the most part. Still got to unpack a little bit, but we're doing good. That being said, Jackson, how you doing, man? Good. We've been uh, really busy with uh, media days this past month in October, and now that that's going away, we've got uh, Texas high school. Uh, football playoffs getting ready to start volleyball playoffs have already started so just busy time and uh, recruiting is definitely heating up here at the end of the year that's right if you haven't seen it yet go check out our uh, vibe locker talk live that uh, that show is back now we had our episode yesterday um, so go check out what me and Shana had to say about this week of course week 11 so you have a lot th- a lot of things on the line you got district championships on the line you got playoff seating on the line you know, teams that could be second or fourth. And we know, like, especially five and below, you probably don't want to be that four seed most of the time. And, of course, you know, you have you have teams fighting for that four spot just to try and get in. With all that said, uh, let us talk about some recruiting news. Lots of recruiting news has happened uh, since uh, we've been gone. I mean, we have a whole slew of just stuff that's happened. Let's start with maybe one of the biggest ones, and that's the one that just happened yesterday. Uh, and that's Bo Edmondson decommits from Michigan State. I don't know if, uh, you know, uh, Saturday's uh, scuffle that happened against Michigan had anything to do with it. Uh, what do you what do you make of this decommitment? Was it kind of writing on the wall? What, what, what do you think here? Uh, and I'll, I'll add to this. He's not the only one that decommitted from Michigan State. Just a, you know, a, um, a few days ago, uh, uh, Kedrick uh, Riscano also decommitted. So just but what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it, I think it might have had something to do with it, um, but I, I think all in all, Michigan State's play this year hasn't been on par with how they did last year. I think a guy like Bo Edmondson, who maybe hasn't played a lot this year, you could have maybe seen Michigan State wanting to go another way. You, you never know with those kinds of things, but uh, Bo is definitely a tremendous talent, and he's a guy who's going to get picked up somewhere, and so uh, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that one as he's been – uh, one of these top quarterbacks in the state for this class. Uh, and then when you talk about Kedrick, um, this this is very interesting. Kedrick has been committed to them for a while. He decommitted before this weekend's events happened, uh, went on a visit to A&M, uh, talking with some people that know him. I think uh, Ole Miss and, and A&M were two schools he was looking at, as well as Oklahoma State, and uh, I, I believe it was Texas as well. So th- it could be very interesting here down the line, uh, when you look at those recruiting classes, of course, you look at Ole Miss's rushing attack that they have right now with the freshman running back, Judkins. Uh, that, that's very attractive for a running back to want to go play in. But uh, you look at from an A&M standpoint, they don't really have any skills position players yet. So getting a guy like Kedrick, who's arguably uh, – I know a lot of people – everyone agrees that Ruben Owens is the top running back in the state, but there's an argument maybe – two through three. And I think Kendrick has, has made a statement this year. I think he is that number two guy. So uh, his recruitment will definitely be one to watch with signing day uh, in about a month, uh, a month and a half away. What do you, you, I mean, you said, Hey, you're not, you're not doing as well as, you know, people thought. And so maybe that could be like, but could that just maybe be up to the athletes sometimes? I mean, we look at, you know, A&M and, and to some extent UT as well, they, you know, haven't really tra- 
trajected how many people thought. I, I think I would say A and M more than UT for for the most part. I don't think many people saw A and M to be where they are. Maybe you know maybe having a few losses, but not. Uh, but everyone so seems to be sticking. So does that come down to just uh, you know just maybe what's going on inside locker rooms that maybe we're not privy to? You know what? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, from an A&M standpoint, uh, I think you look at they're playing 25 to 26 freshmen a game. Uh, not many teams in the SEC are doing that. Of, of course, like Bama, I guess, or Georgia, you can see they normally have a, a few freshmen playing on both sides of the ball, but never as many as A&M's probably playing right now. It's a really young team. Uh, the guys that they have committed are have been locked in, and there hasn't really been any movement there. Uh, though you've seen Damian Sanford, who I was going to bring up a little later, uh, he picked up an offer from OU today and an offer from Oregon earlier this week. So you're going to start to see some of these programs maybe go out some of these kids who have been committed to AM. But I think it's more on you, you sell a kid more on what the season is, less on what the season is, and more on what they're going to do when they get there. So I think that's kind of the aspect when you look at it. teams like Texas or A&M who maybe not be doing as well, but also other programs too. Uh, you see Alabama already has a loss, and uh, they have a big game with Ole Miss, I believe, this week. So we'll, we'll see how games like that will help decide uh, what recruits' uh, mindset is going into kind of uh, where they want to go. Well, let's be honest. I think Matt might be listening in the background, and I think he'll agree to this. You know, Alabama. You know, uh, they get they get um, grace for one loss, right? That's how it is. It kind of seems like it goes in in college football. Is Alabama having one loss is equivalent to everyone else having zero losses? It just it seems to be the way it's gone. And I mean. With all, with all due respect, uh, it kind of deserved when you've won. I mean, how many national championships have they won since 2010? So, uh, you know, a little leeway for, for Alabama there. Let's go over some of these. I know you uh, you know there's a long list of stuff, so I don't want to just read them out verbatim. Uh, I know one that kind of stood out to us, uh, Wesley Watson uh, decommits from uh, from Colorado and then, uh, you know, basically goes to Kansas State. They have that big win over, uh, over um, Oklahoma State, and then he commits. So, Big pickup, I think, for Kansas State there uh, for the wide receiver um, uh, out of uh, A&M Consolidated. Uh, I think that's the right school. Correct me if I'm wrong. wrong. Um, what, what other ones you said? I know you have a long list here. What other ones kind of stand out to you, um, you know, right away? Um, I think I think the Quanell uh, Farrakhan Jr. one, the Tennessee offer, that's, that's huge for him. But go ahead and jump in here. Give me some of these that stood out to you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a couple, so I'm gonna just shoot shoot with it right now. So we got Quanell Farquan Jr. Class of 2025 athlete picks up an offer from Tennessee. Uh, Quanell's really had a really great year. Uh, he's mainly been playing receiver and been very effective in the punt return and kick return games as well. But he also got to see some time at DB this past week's game against Willis. So it could be something to watch out on. Uh, of course, when uh, a lot of people once they kind of prefer one position a lot of the recruiting sites like to say oh they're a wide receiver but Quano kind of made a note uh after this past week's game that he is an athlete he's a guy who can play any position on the field so that one stood out to me of course with Tennessee being the number one team in the country and their passing attack is just ridiculous right now but I also have a uh, Brandon Fontenet from uh Brazosport High School just decommitted from Utah a couple hours ago uh this is big this is a four-star DB uh, in the state of Texas that a lot of people like his recruitment has really started to heat up since his senior year has started. 
Uh, he's a long, lengthy, I believe he's about 6'4", DB. Also plays quarterback, running back, wide receiver for that team. Uh, just an all-around athlete. But he's definitely going to be a kid that teams like Texas, A&M, TCU, LSU, all these schools are going to want to go get this kid because he's kind of that kind of unicorn athlete playing that DB position. So uh, he's definitely going to be one to watch out for. Uh, we've also got um, uh, Christian Brathwaite from uh, Cy Ranch flips his commitment to LSU. That's a big get for LSU. That's their second linebacker they've been able to take out of this Cy Fair ISD district in Houston. Uh, so that was big for him. He, he committed on October 22nd or 26th. Then we've got Braylon Conley, a Tascacita DB, went on a visit to Texas, picked up an offer from Texas. His recruitment has really been increasing uh, over the past couple of weeks. He's picked up about five offers. Uh, he's playing really well on an Tascacita defense that has really shocked a lot of people. I feel like uh, as you knew, you knew that uh, you've got Samu there, and uh, but he's the other name that's really been uh, blowing up, and I think uh, he's going to be a big part of Atascocita's run in the playoffs here as we get a week away. But uh, those are coming, kind of the big ones I have. Of course, we've got a lot of other people picking up offers. We had Justin Williams picking up an offer from TCU. Uh, he, the four-star linebacker from Oak Ridge has been having a really good year. They clinched the playoffs last week. So uh, expect him to kind of keep his recruitment uh, going as they start in the playoffs. Now we'll see if they go D2 or D1, but he's definitely going to be one to watch out for. But those are kind of the, the main ones that I had for uh, this week or the past couple of weeks. Yeah, one I'll, I'll mention, James Peoples of, of Veterans Memorial, the running back. He's picked up quite a few offers here in the last last few weeks. He's got Ohio State, Miami, Baylor, Toledo, Michigan State. So he's got quite a few good offers coming in uh, for James Peoples at a Veterans Memorial. So definitely be looking out for him. Uh, he is a uh, class of, let me make sure I get the class right here, class of 2024. So still one more, one more year left, and he's getting the good offers now. So definitely uh, a name to keep an eye on there. And one interesting decommitment, um, uh, 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 Theorin Randall out of Shadow Creek decommits from Washington State uh, uh, on the 27th, so last Thursday. So um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. So uh, like I said, lots and lots of stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks since we've been gone, and I'm sure that it's only gonna it's only gonna pick up because now I'm gonna put you on the screen here. We're getting closer to uh, to signing day, you know, the initial signing day, if you will. I think uh, about a month, less than a month away now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, right? You, you, you think the, la the next few weeks of some of these college, uh, you know, colleges and how they do might affect is someone going to commit, someone going to decommit? You know, you look at, you know, there's there's that there was the rumblings before, you know, Texas kind of choked away that game against Oklahoma State. Um, of is Colton Vasek? Will he maybe think about coming to Texas? Could that still happen? I don't know. That's what all this is. This is what's fun about this time is that. All these athletes are playing well in high school. They're paying attention to what's going on in college. And it's like, do I want to commit to this team? So, and sometimes you you do have to win in these last few weeks to, you don't want to, you know, end it on a bad note. So lots of big games coming up, lots of big commitments coming up. We'll be here to cover that. That being said, before we get to our interview for this week, Jackson, you got anything else you want to add? 
Yeah, I, I want to add it because I'm trying to remember when our last show was. I, I might not, we might not have mentioned this, we might have, uh, but Derek Lagway moved up his commitment date to January, uh, sometime in January. Uh, this is big news. He's the number eight player in the country, I believe, top 10 player in the country on most sites, uh, the top dual threat quarterback. Uh, Lagway's been having a really good year. I got to watch him play on Friday before he went up to College Station on Saturday to watch A&M. Uh, but his recruitment has definitely been increasing as he's pushed up that date to January for his commitment. So it's going to be really interesting. He dropped top 10 about a month and a half ago. Now he's uh, decided that he wants to make that decision in January. That way he can start kind of recruiting some guys to go to school with him at the next level. So he's definitely going to be one to watch. Uh, very excited to see how that all plays out uh, with, I mean, everyone's going to be focused on the class of 23, but you better start going on the class of 24 because now you get a guy like Lagway and he's going to be able to, he's a guy that will definitely be able to get some guys to come play with him wherever he goes. Yeah. I mean, basically as soon as early signing day is, is over with, you start looking ahead to that 2024 class while still filling those holes towards the end of the, the last signing day period. But you know, once that early signing class is, is kind of done, you know, for the most part, most schools kind of have their slots filled up and they start looking ahead 2024. So that's going to be exciting to see where he comes. We'll have to make sure to get him on and talk about it once he commits. That being said, Jackson, let us jump to our interview this week right now. Thanks, Josh. We've got a very special guest on the show today. We've got a five-star DB from North Shore, class of 2025, uh, Devin Sanchez. Devin, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. You? Doing good. Uh, it's It's uh, been a crazy, uh, I feel like, first uh second year for you on varsity uh let's let's talk about your freshman year though you you get to play on varsity uh you you get to win a state championship with last year's team what what's that mean what's that like for you as the young guy in that locker room uh getting to play and getting to get that experience of a state championship game uh i mean it was it was truly exciting i mean just taking the trips i mean practicing with them taking a trip down to Dallas with them, riding the bus with them. I mean, getting in the locker room and watching us warm up on the field. I mean, when we came out the locker room just to warm up, to stretch, I mean, I was just looking at all the people from the – I mean, you had people in the, in, in there in the stadium from last game. I mean, you had Sarko Cliff and uh, – I forgot who they played, but, I mean, it was still packed from that game. And then you had North Shore rolling in too. So all you just seen was lights and cameras and people just screaming and, I was just smiling, stretching. I mean, I, I'm glad that Coach K gave me the opportunity to move up and witness that. Yeah, then kind of uh, after the game, you get your first offer from UTSA about a month later, and then the offers really start rolling in. Obviously, you went camping, but you pick up offers from uh, Alabama. You get Georgia, you get Texas, you get Tennessee, you get Ole Miss, you get, you got uh, Arkansas, you get – uh, USC recently, you're, you're picking up all these offers. What's that like uh, getting these offers going into your sophomore year, but also being as highly rated as you are this early in your high school career as you've still got two more years uh, left to play at North Shore? I mean, if, I mean, getting the offers is, 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 is a blessing. I mean, coming into high school as a sophomore, I mean, I got my first offer – my first offer from UTSA and Coach Price as a freshman. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't coming into high school thinking, oh, I'm gonna be this big kid and get tons of offers like I've got already. I mean, I just came in high school th- just ready to play ball. 
But when they start coming in, I mean, that's I'm blessed that those colleges and those coaches are looking at me. But I mean, like Coach K reminds me every day, I'm still a sophomore. I still I still got a couple more years. So I mean, he still gets on me and he still wants me to be better. I mean, it's it's things that I can do uh in my game, my craft to get better. And I'm not at the best I'm gonna be. And we we uh I'm trying to get there. So I mean getting those offers. That's just pushing me more and more to get more offers and pushing my teammates to get those offers too. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, you're playing for a coach who obviously uh, has been in this spot where he's built this dynasty that y'all have at the east side, and he's been a part of that. And he's also been a part of getting guys to the next level. What, what so far, obviously still early in your career, like you said, at North Shore, what is it, what's it like playing for Coach K? Uh, as many people don't, unless you go to North Shore, you don't really get to experience it. What, what's it been like learning from Coach K and also getting mentored by a coach who who definitely knows what he's doing? I mean, I feel like with the level Coach K is on, I mean, we're like a college. I mean, we do stuff. We live different. People don't live like us. We don't. People don't watch film like us. I mean, it's also not just Coach K. I mean, we've also had coaches that's been there alongside Coach K since he's got there. Like our DC Coach Cross, I mean, he's been there with Coach K, and they know what they're doing. And I mean, I don't think no coach in Texas coaches like Coach K. I mean, he's on you, he's hard, and Coach K, believe it or not, Coach K won't smile until we're at that state championship game and we win. He won't smile till then. So until then, Coach K is gonna stay on us. He's gonna push us. I mean, we're. We're battling with injuries. I mean, you know, Caleb went down, ACL. So, I mean, we're battling through that. I mean, we're pushing. And we're not stopping. I mean, we're going to keep going. So, and he's he's going to stay on us and make sure that we keep that train going. Yeah, not, let's jump into this season. Obviously, y'all start hot, uh, and then uh, y'all get into district play. Caleb goes down. Defense has definitely – I mean, defense has played great all year, but it feels like y'all taking it to another level – uh, since that C.E. King game. Talk about uh, what it was like to see one of your brothers. That That's a guy who's also in your class go down. Uh, but then you've got you and the rest of the defense has really picked up their game. And then uh, you got the offense of David Amador basically still – basically David took what Caleb was doing and basically has continued it on. So talk about yeah. what you've liked about this year's uh, team and this year's season so far. I mean, this year's team, I mean, we got the connection. I mean, we're all we're all friends. We got group chats. We all talking. We talking every day. We messing around. We joking. We having fun. And then on the field, I mean, we taking each other serious. I mean, we we holding each other accountable. Like, if somebody mess up, our, we're in the ear. Not the coaches. We we getting on you. And I feel like when Caleb went down against C.E. King early, what was it, early first quarter, second quarter, he went down. We, we came together as a defense on the bench. We, we was looking at each other like, we got to step up because, I mean, uh, with Caleb, I mean, you could just see the offense rolling with Caleb. And then when Caleb went down, it just – everybody's level just went down on the offense. So, we was like, defense, we got to step this up. I mean, we can't, we can't just go out like that. So, I mean, we went out, did what we did, and we would we, we let them three points. And I guess next day we was eating donuts because we didn't give up no touchdowns. So, I mean, I feel like this defense right here and this team – it's probably one of the best teams to come through, no sure. I feel like it. Yeah, let's also talk about that secondary. You've got yourself, you've got David Anderson, and yeah. you've got Jacoby Davis. And I've, I've been able to watch y'all play a couple times. 
y'all, y'all definitely kind of are these leaders on this defense. As long as as long as uh, your defensive line and uh, your core linebackers. Talk about what it's like, though, with that secondary, who we have still yet to name. We still need to come up with a name for that secondary. Yeah, yeah. Talk about what it's like to kind of uh, be in that secondary with two kind of older guys who have kind of been there and been in uh, your shoes kind of before. What, what's it like uh, playing with them and maybe learning from them? Uh, I mean, it's fun playing with them. Uh, Jacoby, jokester. I mean, I don't, I don't think no other corners in our district are as good as me and him. I feel like we the best two corners on that island. And then we also got two good safeties behind us who I also think are probably the best two safeties in our district. And so I feel like uh, me getting an opportunity to have at least one more year with them. And uh, I just, I just, I just, I'm glad that I have that opportunity. And uh, like Coach K, like he told me, I have the opportunity to, to step up and play big time ball with these dudes and, Getting the opportunity to play with three seniors and the only sophomore on that DB group is 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 a blessing. I mean, I love it, and we we making the best out of it. I mean, like two weeks ago, we looked at it, we was like, oh, snap, season went by that fast. Like this this is my last regular season game with those three guys, and I feel like we're gonna make the most out of it, and we're gonna do what we gotta do, and then to keep it going three uh six more weeks, and hopefully get to the big stage in Dallas. For sure, and uh, obviously y'all have got to do it. Y'all have got the uh, the roadmap and the game plan to do it, but let's kind of switch it up here. Uh, you, you've been able to go on some visits. You've been able to kind of go look around at some different schools. Uh, first things first, what was it like meeting HaHa Clinton Dix at Alabama and getting to chat it up with him? And then not only that, like he quote tweets you on Twitter and kind of – you, you, you kind of thank him for getting to talk to him, and then he responds to you on Twitter and kind of gives you a shout-out as well. Yeah, I mean, that I walked in the locker room and just to just to look at it, because the first time I went to Alabama in June, I didn't get to look at the locker room because they had people there. So, I mean, getting the opportunity to go in there and look at it, then I go down one row and I just see Ha Ha Clint Dix. I'm like, oh, this this is a dude right here. I mean, uh, we talked. It was it was a good conversation that I had with him, and it was a good time. The pictures and all that. I mean, <clears throat> I don't think all the recruits that was there. I don't think he talked to no recruit as much as he talked to me. I feel like we had that connection, and we we actually sat down and had a deep conversation. And like he was like, "You want to come here? You want to go to the league? You want to be out of here in thirty six months?" He was like, "This this is a place to come." He's like, "You getting coached by one of the best DB coaches out? I mean, DB guru like Nick Saban." I was like. I'm just sitting there listening. I'm taking it all in, soaking it all in. And I'm like, I'm hearing what he's saying. And I feel like getting the opportunity to meet an NFL player who's been there, done that. I mean, I don't I don't think I would change that for nothing. I mean, if I if I could see him again, I would. And then that's not like my last time talking to him. I got his number and we we talk. If I got questions, I call him, I text him. Like I send him some of my film. He watches it, then he tells me what I did wrong and what I did good. And so I feel like the relationship that, that I have with him now is I feel like it's just going to get stronger. And then the next time I go back down there, I feel like he said he's going to be down there and we're going we're gonna to keep talking and, and we're going to see what, where it takes us. Yeah, man, that, w- that was a really cool thing to see. I mean, this this is a guy who's, who's played his college ball. He's in the league. He's doing his thing. 
and y'all meet and I mean, obviously we, we've been talking, you're, you're only a sophomore, but you get to make a connection with a guy like that, who has been in your shoes, has been one of these top uh, kind of rated guys being recruited out of high school. Uh, so that was something really cool. I wanted to kind of get, get some uh, more on that. So thank you for sharing that, but let's kind of go now more into what, what have been your kind of your fa- favorite visits, maybe other than that one, uh, that you've gone on so far, uh, whether it's a game that you really like, just the the uh, talking to a couple coaches, whatever it may be. What what have been maybe three or four visits that you've really liked so far? Uh, so far, I mean, I really haven't took no visits because I mean, I really didn't start getting the offers to this season. But I mean, the visits I have took was Alabama. I I I like that one. I'll be back down there. Oklahoma. I like that one. Coach Venables. Coach, a lot of DB coach. I mean, that was a good experience, and all the energy that they had, and the the fun time we had out there camping. Uh, Texas, that was that was a good time, and that was those really the places. I mean, U of H. I've been to U of H. You know, that's home. So I mean, that's down the street. I've been there, but I really want to start taking those visits, like to Georgia, Tennessee, USC, Michigan, Michigan State. I want to start taking those to this this summer, but I mean. Those visits are gonna be big time too. So I'll be out there. You're gonna see me out there too. Man, that sounds it sounds like you've got a you've got a busy schedule. Obviously, uh knowing how the kind of the mentality on the east side goes, you're still locked in with how the season's going. Talk about uh talk about what uh what you've liked and how you feel that you've uh maybe upped your play this year. Uh, now that you've finally gotten some varsity experience, what what's it been like uh, playing so far this year? And what what are maybe some goals you have uh, for the rest of the season as playoffs start? I mean, I feel like me getting a chance to play on varsity is is a blessing. I mean, as a sophomore, not too many sophomore corners come in, especially on a big time school like this, and start. I mean, you normally. At regular college, you sitting behind the senior, but I feel like my game and the way I play gives me gave me the opportunity to start. And I feel like this season has really pushed me to become more physical, get stronger, and I feel like I've gotten stronger. I've gotten physical with people that I know are gonna be physical with me. So I mean, that's just showed me that I mean I can play with people. Like you're not just gonna punk me. You're not just going to do that to me. You're not going to catch a ball on me without me getting in your face. I mean, you're not just going to do certain stuff. So, I mean, I feel like getting the opportunity to play on varsity and practice against probably what I say top receivers. I mean, I don't think I don't think I, I've went up against a receiver better than the receivers we go against every day. Like, David, I don't I don't think no receiver in our district is better than David. Like, route running-wise, catching-wise, I don't think I don't think nobody's better than David. And I feel like David is – like put something in me, like to oh yeah, I gotta work, I gotta work to get this, cause I mean, he David is probably one of two receivers that have caught every pass that have came his way on me. I mean, I feel like he's he, we we battle, we work, we fight, and I'm on him, I'm in his hip, and he's still catching the ball, and it's like, hey, how is he doing that? But I mean, David is respectfully the top receiver in our district, and I can say that. With no hesitation, I feel like no no receiver in our district is on Davis level. I don't I don't think nobody can do what he do. And then let's talk like talking about David. I mean, 
a quarter, I mean, a receiver just going straight in that quarterback. When our quarterback goes down, I don't think no receiver can do that in our district. I don't think nobody can go from playing receiver one snap and then the next snap you playing quarterback and you leading this team. And I feel like he's done a, a, a great job with leading our offense, leading this team. And I feel like we've came around him. I mean, that's our quarterback. He leads this team. So, I mean, we talk every day. I'm like, come on, man. You you can lead us to state. You, you can lead this team to state. And I feel like David, where he's at right now, I feel like David can lead us to state and David can lead us to another championship, another back-to-back championship. For sure. And y'all definitely got the team to do it this year. Let, let's, switch, let's switch it up. Let's, let's ask a little bit of a fun question here. I, I've asked this question to pretty much everyone I've gotten to interview. Uh, just kind of just kind of something to maybe think about. Is, uh, obviously, NIL has become such a big deal. Uh, you've got guys signing NIL deals once they get to school. With car dealerships, you got Bajan Robinson uh, getting his own mustard. You've got uh, different guys kind of with different things. Uh, but what would be maybe the dream NIL deal for you? We've had people before say Chick-fil-A or Whataburger. Uh, Tory Blaylock from Atascacita said Mike and Ike's because he's always eating Mike and Ike's. What what is kind of the what would be kind of be the NIL dream uh, for you once you get to college? NIL dream, I feel like. There's a couple of them. I mean, I can go shoe brand. I can go food. I mean, car dealership. But, like, my top three would probably be probably Jordan. I have to go with Jordan. I, I, would, I would love to sign with Jordan. Uh, food, yeah, like like some of them dudes said, like probably Chick-fil-A or, or Chipotle. I mean, I, I love Chipotle. Hey, like my mom, she, 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 she hates me because I, I, I always ask for Chipotle. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like Chipotle or, or Beach, like, like Bryce Anderson did with Beach. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm all, I always got the headphones on. I'm going to have them on tomorrow for game day. And then car dealership, nothing too big. Like, no, I don't need no Lambo as, as a freshman or sophomore in college. I don't need that. I mean, just something small, like a little Mustang or something. I mean, somebody to get me around, or a little dodge, something to get me around. For sure, man. And, hey, I mean, those all sound pretty solid. I'm a Chipotle guy myself, too. Always got to go get that bowl every once in a while. Uh, but let's kind of get back to it. You're rated as a five-star. You're a sophomore. You be, you're being recruited by all these top schools. What's the recruiting process like at such a young age for many that might not understand? It? Obviously, a lot of people don't see – the work that goes into it, or they might not see the maybe stress and stuff that goes into it. What What's the recruiting process like for you at such a young age? I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, it's tough because you got all these big-time colleges coming on you at once. And, I mean, when you finally get that opportunity to look at it, like, I mean, I watched my brother go through it. I didn't really know what it was about. I just knew colleges were coming in. But now that I'm in them shoes and I'm – now in high school and I'm a sophomore going on my junior season. I mean, I feel I feel that you actually have to build a relationship with these coaches. Like these big time schools, they're not just offering you just to offer you. They're not just offering you just to, oh, we want to give you this offer and stop talking to you. Like the recruiting process is hard because I mean, these all these schools want to see you. They want you to come out watch a game. They want you to come to a practice. And I feel like you you have to balance that out with also playing football and and this is tough because calling multiple coaches at once is, is hard. It's hard. I mean, getting off the phone with one coach, oh, next thing I'm calling another coach. And some coaches are 
cool with you calling them at 11 o'clock at night. Like, because they were up in the office watching film. So, I mean, once once you get in this process, you're stuck in this process until you commit. And I feel like it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard, hard, uh, Hard, hard thinking when I when I commit. I mean, I don't got schools like I got Alabama, Georgia, USC, like you said. I mean, those big time schools. I mean, you don't see big time DBs come out of those schools. And I mean, that's that's gonna be a tough pick, but they they're I'm telling you, they're gonna be on that table. And my senior year when I commit, I mean, before the first game, my senior year, that's when I'm gonna commit. Before the first game of my senior year, you're gonna you gonna see those hats on that table. And it's gonna be a little minute, because I'm gonna be thinking. And then when I put that hat on, that's that's where I'm going. Done deal. Done deal. All right. Well, hey, anyone who didn't know, you heard it here first with Vibe. Devin Sanchez in two years, once we get to that first before the first game of the season, watch out because he most likely be making that decision. Well, Devin, last question I got for you. Y'all undefeated. Y'all got a game tomorrow. Y'all pretty much clinched. Uh y'all clinched playoffs. Win tomorrow would clinch outright district champs uh mm-hmm. and then y'all got the first round of the playoffs how far can this north shore team go this year i feel like we can go all the way i mean i don't think nobody can step in front of this train like we got the energy we got the we got the connection i don't i don't think nobody can stop us and i feel like if we get to that stage get to that big stage i, I don't think i don't think we'll be stopped i think we'll be coming home with that 2168 championship I, I feel like we would and I don't I don't, uh, I don't have a doubt in my mind that any team in Texas can mess with this North Shore team for sure I feel, like, yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we can go all six away I feel like we can go six games six more games I feel like we can go all the way well hey Devin it's been a pleasure getting you on the show man uh it's been great kind of getting to know you more and getting to connect uh Definitely be seeing each other more uh, once playoffs start and coming out to cover games. Uh, but w- once again, just want to thank you uh, for coming on the show, and uh, we're going to send it back to Josh. All right. It is now time, now that we're done with the interview, to get to the Under the Radar segment where we take a look at athletes we find to be under the radar for one reason or another, whether that's someone that's getting no love or someone that's getting some love, but we feel like they should be getting more. That being said, Jackson, who is your Under the Radar athlete for this week? Yeah, my under-the-radar athlete this week is Jaden Ducos from Atascacita High School. Uh, he's a class of 2023 uh, linebacker, 5'11", 210, uh, first-team all-district selection last year, uh, 3.2 GPA. He, uh, I mean, just watch the tape. He's a sure tackler. He's a guy that flies around the field at that linebacker position for the Atascacita defense, uh, plays in a great district, and uh, he's a big-time uh, player in that district, and he's just not really getting a lot of love. Uh, he's got a few offers as of right now, but I, I think this is a kid that could be a late bloomer, maybe picks up like a U of H or a, a smaller school in Texas that he can kind of flourish at and kind of maybe move on from there. But I, I think that this is a kid that people definitely need to start taking a look at. He's a big reason of why Tassacita is winning games, why their defense has been so good uh, in district. I mean, they held uh, North Shore to, I believe, 16 points, and he was a big part of that. Had a huge hit on the sideline, uh, as you'll probably see in the tape, but – I mean, this is just a kid I've really liked watching him play the past two weeks. Uh, he's really caught my eye, and I think that this is a kid that definitely should get a look. So, my under-the-radar athlete this week, Jaden Ducos of Atascacita High School. 
And my under the radar this week is Jaden Wincher of Pearl and High School. He's class of 2024, six foot two, 245 pound defensive end. Currently only has one offer from Anna Maria College. Uh, Wincher, I think he has that great speed that you'd like to see from that position um, and the strength as well. Uh, you know, obviously when you're watching this tape, you'll see both. You can see him bull rush the linemen. You see him use his hands effectively to get around linemen uh, to create separation to get to the quarterback. Um, I also noticed some good patience from him as well. When you look at some of these running plays that he has, he's staying, you know, he's not over committing one way or another. He's letting, he's letting the play kind of draw out before he makes his, before he, you know, obviously attacks, attacks the ball, which is something you like to see, right? You see, sometimes you see a lot of defensive ends just, you know, commit one way or another, or just rush up field. And then the ball, the, the runner is going right past him. Right. But he has the patience to stay, uh, stay in his space and it helps him make the play. You know, because he is a junior, I think maybe that's why you haven't seen as many offers come his way. I think after this season and heading into his senior year, I think he's going to pick up some more offers. I think his stock's going to rise as his senior year comes. So my under the radar this week, Jane Wincher of Pearlin High School. If you or someone you know wants to be featured on this show, hit us up in the comments. Send us emails. Let us know in the DMs. That's how we. That's how we find some of these sometimes. Sometimes you just got to let us know. I mean, that's how I found found Jane. Someone reached out to me about him. So. You know, let us know. Hit us up and we will cover your athlete or you on this show. That being said, that is our show for today. Finally back again after a couple of weeks away, Jackson. Before we get out of here, who are you shouting out? You know, I'm going to shout out uh, the the uh, Vibe Media Day crew. We've been very busy uh, this past month. It's been lots of long days, lots of long nights uh, going out and doing media days, but, uh, it's been a lot of fun and, uh, we're finally wrapped up here. So shout out to everyone that's involved with that. And, uh, shout out to you, Josh, uh, obviously got your, got your new house. We're back rolling with my recruited spotlight. So, uh, just shout out to you too, man. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to shout out. I did this. Uh, I'm doing this on tomorrow's show as well. Shout out all the teams fighting for that, their, their playoff lives come, you know, uh, starting yesterday and then t- today and, and Saturday. Although what's funny is, and, and I don't know if you've heard this and, and of course we pre-record this, but you know, overall about 45% of all the games happening this week are happening on Thursday. A lot of teams trying to avoid the inclement weather coming, uh, coming through Friday and in a rare kind of occurrence, a lot of the games happening on Thursday, but regardless, shout out to all the teams fighting for their li- playoff lives. Shout out for all the teams fighting for district championships uh, and, and all that. So shout out to everyone in the hunt this weekend. It's going to do it for our show today. Again, tune in tomorrow for Vibe Locker Talk Live, where me and Shana will break down everything happening this weekend across Texas and uh, in Texas high school football for week 11. And then we'll be back on Tuesday with the Craig Cranfield Show. Probably, I think, maybe the last one, if I'm not mistaken, of the year. Uh, and then we'll be back next Friday with another edition of uh, Vibe Recruit Spotlight. I think I said tomorrow for Vibe Blanca Talk Live, but it's actually yesterday. Getting my days mixed up, of course, because we pre-record. So uh, with that being said, I'm Weck, and that's Jackson. We'll see you in the games. <laughs>